Okay, guys, so today we have another special episode with another special person. His name is Mike Van. He's been investing in real estate for almost 20 years throughout Arkansas and Missouri and has built a six plus million personal portfolio across multiple asset classes consisting of single family, small multifamily, apartments and commercial properties. Growing up in a family construction business has given him extensive experience in both doing the work and in project management. Mike shifted his focus from solo investing to apartment syndication in 2017 and has since been involved in, as a general partner in acquiring almost 1,000 units in our Kansas, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas with total purchase volume in excess of 50 million dollars so welcome to this show mike it's a pleasure having you today thank you martinez pleasure to be here it's a long bio guys i hope i hope uh, oh, sorry yeah it's a long bio but it's definitely worth reading i mean it's a very impressive i told you that before the interview i was like whoa you know like we connected on a on a social media that's how the things work in this day and age you know like it was mm -hmm. like, oh, let's make this happen. So this is this is going to be a quite quick interview for you guys. But you know, as you've seen from the bio, there is a lot of great, valuable, you know, information going to be coming on from this man with this uh, much experience in real estate space. So again, a pleasure and thank you for being here. Yes, so, sir, my pleasure. Again, first of all, you know, I didn't see your bio until like an hour ago, and I put this question first. You know, so I'm just going to frame it a little bit different because. Uh, the question was actually, how did you discover real estate investing? But I saw that you grew up in a family where actually you've been involved into construction business. So maybe you can tell the story uh, of how did you learn? What did you learn? And how did you end up being in real estate after all? Yeah, so so my family owned a construction business. They did mostly uh, residential remodels and commercial remodels, things like that. So I grew up doing all the grunt work, digging the ditches, you know, carrying the, cleaning up the job sites all that kind of stuff. And as I got older, learned more, um, some of the specific trades, um, not too in depth because I ended, I ended up going to college and, and, uh, pursuing a business degree. But, um, you know, as I got into the corporate world in in medical sales, uh, went through a couple of layoffs, I made it through the layoffs without losing my job, but realized at that point that you need to have a backup plan. And, uh, and I knew real estate was a good solid investment. You always see all the late night infomercials on, you know, the guys with the, the fancy cars and the beach houses and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll give this a, a shot and dug in and started educating myself. And and uh, like a lot of people do, started started small with um, a duplex and some single family homes and and uh, did some flips and, and some lease purchase deals uh, and finally started, um, you know, scaling up and, and getting some fiveplexes. Uh, 12, 27, ended up selling a 16 unit, uh, 1031 exchange that into a 55 unit apartment complex. And then before that was all as a solo investor while having a full-time job and uh, still have a full-time job, uh, but decided that, that syndication was the route to take to scale beyond the efforts of myself and uh, be able to reach my financial goals to be able to, to um, leave corporate America someday. The, uh, the blessing and curse is, is it's a great job, uh, but it is just a job. Uh, you know, it's given me a great income for my family, but to replace that income takes a lot as well. So syndication was going to be the quick, quickest route to get me there. Uh, not that anything's quick in this game, but I see the quickest route on a five-year plan to get me 
uh, out of corporate America and into doing this full time uh, with my partners who are currently full time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. So great story. Um, so actually, you know, cause I didn't know that you still have a full time job. So that kind of a, you know, transitions well to the second question, which is how can someone invest in real estate if they have a full time job? Any advice, you know, on that question? Yeah, well, you know, there you hear a lot of people uh, talking about getting into real estate with you, you don't need any money. You don't need any experience. Um, well, that's not true. Uh, you know, somebody needs to have money. Somebody needs to have experience. Um, and I suggest if you're going to do it, that that you at least educate yourself and save as much money as you can through your full time job and then find strategic partnerships. Uh, people with more experience, more money, and and partner and learn from them uh, and add value to them uh, so you bring that to the partnership um, in order to get started. But, but yeah, I, I um, you know, I just saved and invested along the way, slowly and surely built and educated myself. And, and, uh, and then, you know, the assets uh, got bigger as time went on. Yeah, but yeah. I, I couldn't do it without a third-party property management company. Uh, that's, um, you know, my first couple properties I decided to manage myself, uh, quickly realized that I'm not cut out for property management. Um, not only from, I don't have the time, but also, uh, I, I guess my heart is too big. I listen to a lot of the sob stories and end up, uh, believing them and, and all that. And so I decided that if you outsource that and just focus on the business itself, let the property management professionals do what they do best. And I do what I do best. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like what you just said about adding value, you know, because a lot of people actually, you know, there's a lot of people saying like syndication space is saturated. I mean, there's a lot of people going into the syndication space. Now it's kind of a became a popular thing. I don't know mm -hmm. in the States, like, because again, in Europe, we, you know, we have business syndications, but not real estate. I mean, it's not that popular as in the States though, but what you mentioned is like add value to other people before you probably add value to the property. Cause you will never add value to the property. If you are never going to add value, you know, right. to other people and build those quality relationships. So I think, you know, so again, what will be what that one piece of advice for a person again, cause you mentioned all these, you know, things, the property management, the, so what would be one piece of advice for somebody who's just looking at this interview and thinking like, oh my God, like, you know, Mike is so special. He has all these like 20 years experience, all these like thousand units on the management. They're like, whoa, good for him. And he's doing like having all these relationships already, sure. but I'm just looking to start. So like, what will be the first stepping stone for that person to go in the marketplace and get started? So the first thing I would do is, you know, this is a relationship business. And so, if you're wanting to start out in syndication, the first thing you need to do is, is uh, create relationships with brokers and investors. You have to have deals and money. And so uh, just look at the, the markets you want to invest in, find the top brokers in those markets and start reaching out and contacting them. Once you, before you do that, you need to be educated. So when you do finally get to talk to a broker, you uh, can speak their language, know what they know how to, to you know, use the terminology, what it means, and and uh, be able to relate to them to create that that relationship. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get some deals sent to you eventually, uh, maybe even right off the bat. But most likely, the deals you get initially won't be great deals. But always respond with a follow up call or or email rather. Um, analyze the deal, 
send them back your feedback on um, why it doesn't work for you if it if it doesn't um, and give him specific criteria of what you're looking for that way you can as you're building that relationship hone the criteria so he can feed you deals that are more specific to what you need what you're looking for and also too it may just be a test that he sends you something so to see what you're how you're going to respond mm -hmm. so by analyzing the deal giving him feedback it lets him know you're serious and know what you're talking about and also furthers that relationship okay yeah definitely what I heard just now is basically what you mentioned specific staying specific to your criteria, because again, now probably the deal flow, like the, the, there's less and less of uh, deals available in the market. Like, I don't know about like your market specifically, because again, like I'm not from States, but like I, I do study us market a lot. And like, I know a few things what's going on there, like, cause you're investing across multiple States that Kansas or Kansas, Oklahoma and Texas. So mm -hmm. all of these are great markets. Um, but, you know, can we just touch, you know, like this point when you say like staying specific to your criteria, because mm -hmm. what will happen if, if a, you know, if new person is coming in and kind of a saying, cause I know, like I see what's going on in the Facebook, like um, groups where people say like last year I didn't get any deals. Like I didn't put any deals on a contract. Mm -hmm. because they stayed specific to the criteria so what that means basically and maybe you can confirm that you have to stay specific to your criteria you cannot downsize and say oh maybe i should go and pursue this because there is no good deal so maybe i should just grab this instead of staying to my criteria right so some you know you have to make sure that you're not so hungry for any or for a deal that you take any deal and yeah. you have to have specific conservative underwriting criteria that you stick to and don't try and stretch that uh, because what's going to become at risk is your investors and your credibility. Yeah. If you stretch your criteria to make the deal work and you get into the deal and uh, unknowns happen, which they always do, you have to, if you don't have conservative underwriting going into it, then you're looking at, um, you know, getting in some serious trouble and potentially losing the money of your of yourself and your investors and you know that's the that's the quickest way to have a short career in this business yeah yeah once you once you like i think warren buffett says you know like to build real reputation like relationship trust it takes years but to break it takes five minutes five seconds mm -hmm. i don't know but yeah it takes, yeah the number one rule of investing is don't lose money number <laughs> two rule of investing is see rule one yeah <laughs> Yeah, I love the quote that one too. Yeah. So, yeah. what about what about investing with no money? Because I I remember I saw these books around in real estate space. They're like invest, buy real estate, no money down, like no money down. Everybody's talking no money down. So, you know, having all this experience, maybe you can tell people: is it even possible to invest into real estate with no money? So, if you're looking at doing, um, you know, smaller deals, you know, single-family homes, duplexes, some smaller, uh, you know, multifamily. And uh, that's possible because you're looking at really owner financing is what you're looking at. Um, but if, if even in an owner finance deal, if they are truly going to require you to have no money down, um, you're probably going to be at their mercy on the terms, which means they could charge you a higher interest rate, give you less favorable terms. And because you don't have any power with no money, you're, 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 you know, at a disadvantage. Um, so it's possible to get into real estate with no money, but not likely. And also you'll be at a disadvantage. Um, if you're looking at, at you know, syndications, for example, um, I know as a passive investor that I would not want to 
invest in your deal unless you had your own money at stake. Because yeah. if, you, if, if, you know, it's just like a chef. If he won't eat his own cooking, why would you want to eat it? Yeah, makes sense. Definitely makes sense. So what about, what about, you know, you, you, you're talking about, again, investing with people who are investing in their own deals. And, you know, I just want to transition to one point because that's kind of a, you know, in my head, you know, it connects, but about, you know, mentorships, because again, you know, that's very important. Like in this day and age, I think there is so much information, you know, for people it's available out there, like the books, seminars, meetups, you know, and people talking about, you know, mentorships. Again, there's being a lot of people coming into this space, you know, saying like, oh, listen, I have all these assets on the management and I do the mentorship. So, you know, should somebody like, let's say me, who is new in this, you know, space should consider like getting a mentor? Um, I think mentors are great. I had one in the multifamily space. Um, you know, I, I was self-taught as far as real estate investing up until the point that I decided to get into syndication. Um, at that point, whenever I, I was going to be taking other people's money, uh, you know, I take it seriously enough with my own money, but if I'm going to invest and be a steward of someone else's hard earned, hard earned resources, then I wanted to make sure that I was going to have uh, the highest likelihood to succeed. And so doing that, I looked at several mentorship groups and joined one, um, Brad Sumrock's group out of Dallas. Uh, it's a great way to not only get the education, but also networking with potential partners, which I've met my partners there. I met the partners that I did several other deals with through that program. Um, but, you know, whether it's a paid mentorship or not, just going to these different meetings and getting around, you know, networking with people who are doing what you want to do, who are in the position where you want to be someday, you can learn an immense amount from those people. And also, uh, you know, aligning with them and you know, offering your services uh, to be boots on the ground or to do uh, underwriting for them or, or walking units for them or doing anything you can to provide them value for them to bring you in you know, behind the curtain, so to speak, so you can see how the inner workings of these things uh, happen. And there's a lot of moving pieces. I mean, you know, investing on my own, I you know, thought that I knew a lot. Uh, there is so much more to learn on this indication side from SEC compliance, um, you know, just all the different lending options. Um, there, there, there's a lot of moving pieces and it is amazing um, how much uh, there is to learn once you get in there, even though you, I've been doing it 15 years on my own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the rules, like when it comes to SEC, like the rules probably change, like, I don't know. I, I don't know, again, I'm not from state, but it changes quite often. Right. So we have to keep up to date. Uh, with what's going on. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, really, yeah, every business is changing now. I mean, the technology is here and all the rules, regulations, you know, who's in a, who's in a government. Everything. Yeah. So again, coming back to the mentorship. Okay. So let's say I'm a brand new person. You know, that sounds great. Again, Brad Sumrock, I, I know the, I know those people that you mentioned. So, uh, you know, it sounds great, you know, but maybe I don't have a 10 K whatever available. Mm -hmm you know, for that mentorship, which is great. And we'll be exposed to all these, you know, people uh, that I can, again, add value to and learn from them. But, uh, you know, if I don't have a 10K and maybe I have a, a $10 in my pocket, what three sure. books would you recommend for me to, to first uh, grab maybe business or real estate? 
Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of course. That's a great book as far as uh, changing the mindset around money, how it works, and how it can work for you. Um, you know, there's, there are just a ton of books out there. Uh, you know, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich is a, is a classic. Um, and, uh, you know, gosh, there's so many to mention, but those are probably the, the top first two I would read probably. Any, any real estate books? That, 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 what, what you're reading now? Any real estate books that you would recommend? Uh, actually, right now, I, I am reading uh, Generation Z Unfiltered. It's, it's um, you know, how uh, the mindset of, of Generation Z and how to relate to them in the workplace, uh, you know, and because and, I'm, a, I'm a Gen Xer. So, you know, I'm two generations back. So it, it's, uh, it's a really interesting book. It's not necessarily a real estate book, but it's just a, a more human psychology book. Um, yeah. And so learning how to relate to people across all different uh, generations is, is very important. Definitely do agree with that. Yes. Uh, again, talking about mentorships, you know, investing in yourself, books. Another thing you mentioned, like through all these, you know, years, 20 years plus now in the real estate, you mentioned you kind of uh, did a lot by yourself. So again, coming back to the point, somebody's watching and thinking, okay, so I can get a $10. I have that in my pocket. So these three books I can, I can buy. So, you know, and maybe I can find some people, you know, that could be part of these deals. So what do you recommend for people starting out? Should they go by themselves first or should they go and, and look for partners? No. So back in the mentorship part, I mean, if, you know, you're, you're right. Not everybody's going to have thousands of dollars to, to give to a mentor. And, uh, but through social media and all these different Facebook groups and, and uh, there are so many ways you can connect for free and, you know, reach out to people and start conversations and, you know, through those conversations, find ways to add value to them and, and then, you know, grow those relationships. And over time, you'll find a mentor, um, someone that happens naturally, you know, through the, through the, per, the fact that you're adding value to their business. I mean, by doing that right there, uh, you're going to learn from them. And, uh, you know, so you don't have to have thousands of dollars to get a mentor. You can do it through the power of social media very easily nowadays. And you can do that across multiple platforms and multiple people all at once for free. So, um, so I wanted to get back to that for a second, but, but, uh, as far as alone or by yourself, um, this is a team sport, you know, especially syndication, uh, real estate's a team sport, even if you're not doing syndication, but much more so if you are doing syndication. Um, you know, the, the fact that, uh, there are so many moving parts, like I spoke about earlier, having partners, uh, I've got two partners, Carl Silvercrop and, and Rodney Miller, and uh, we each take on different roles. Uh, some overlap um, as we go through these deals, but the power of partnerships is very uh, necessary, not only on the general partnership side, but also your team, as far as your, your property management team, your uh, legal team, your um, you know, lending team, uh, all those things, uh, very important. So I, it can be done alone, but it will be much harder and take a lot longer to do it by yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that's the path that somebody would like to take, especially with, uh, with the position that the market is in and who knows what's going to happen. You know, everybody's right. for predicting for, for a world to end, which is not going to happen. But, you know, 
you want to partner with the right people at the right time and just sure. you know, make things faster, move faster. Speed Absolutely. is power in this day and age. Right. So, you know, talking about investments, 20 years experience. So maybe you can talk about, again, uh, maybe not the nasty, but the worst and the best, um, you know, investments, either real estate or business. Would you like to share with people? Um, you know, there's a, uh, if people tell you they've never lost money in real estate, um, I mean, either they're extremely lucky or maybe they've only done one or two deals. Uh, but, uh, and I've, I've lost a little money. I mean, like probably a thousand dollars on my first flip. Uh, my second flip, uh, I may only made a couple thousand dollars instead of making, you know, 15,000 like I had anticipated. So, uh, there's a learning process there, but, uh, I have never lost anyone else's money. And, uh, that's why if before I ever started taking on partnerships or much less syndication, um, I wanted to make sure I put myself in the best position through experience to make sure that would never happen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What you mentioned. Yeah. If you just make sure that again, you surround, cause you know, to, to, to lower the, the, the risk, to mitigate the risk, you know, if you just surround with yourself with the right partners, you get the right information. And again, yeah. the experience, definitely the experience, the 20 years experience definitely helps as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, there, I've had some deals that, like I said, those first couple flips that I did, uh, weren't so great, but then, you know, I've had other deals. I, I got bought this 16 unit bank owned property, um, for 450,000 and turned around a few years later, sold it for 795,000. I mean, that was one of my bigger solo successes. Um, so what, you know, what, what year was that? Uh, that was in 2010. I bought that okay. and then sold it in 2017 and did a 1031 exchange into the 55 unit apartment complex that I bought. Wow. Um, you know, Great timing. I, I, yeah, I, I bought that for just under one and a half and it'll be close. Uh, it'll be uh, valued close to two um, now. So uh, in just, just under two years or just a little over two years rather. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's impressive. So that's just to show you guys what happens when you put in action and you just do stuff and you like, you know, of course, there will be losses, you know, because what you just said, what Mike said that, you know, if nobody lost money in a deal, that means they don't do any deals. They just talk about, oh, I'm a like Instagram store. I'm a real estate investor on Instagram mm -hmm. and, you know, LinkedIn. And this man is, you know, is, is putting, you know, stuff out there on the line. You know, he's, uh, you know, 20 years in experience, you know, in real estate space, having thousand units under management currently. So again, so talking about thousand units under management, uh, 2020, first of all, love the number. Maybe, you know, it's going to be magical. I hope it's going to be magical for you, Mike, as well this year. Uh, so what's the goal for 2020? Uh, well, our goal is to do three to four deals this year. Um, we just closed one in November of last year. We're getting that uh, up and running. We're doing it was an $8 million purchase. We're putting a little over $2 million in CapEx. So it's a big deal. So we're spending the first couple months uh, of 2020 getting that um, uh, well underway. Uh, while we're looking for other deals, um, we're, we'll, our target is to close uh, our first deal in 2020 by April. Um, 
so we're actively looking still, um, but at the same time, we're, we're completely focused on implementing our business plan on this uh, currently uh, closed at, or recently closed asset. Uh, but yeah, we're hoping to close at least 500 to 1,000 units in 2020. Wow. Well, I'm sure that's going to happen because, you know, from the bio that I saw, it looks like you have some really good partners that are working together with you. So, you know, so it's, yeah. and you have We're the gaining, experience, you know, gaining they, momentum. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we spoke about before, you know, the interview just mentioned one thing, but again, that wasn't a question. So uh, what are your greatest real estate marketing tools that you're using currently for your business? Um, well, we do have uh, our website, tridentmultifamily.com. We do have a Facebook and LinkedIn pages uh, that we're trying to optimize and figure out how to, to make the best use of social media because we do believe that is a key as far as getting your, your brand out there, building your online following, you know, creating that thought leadership platform. Um, that along with uh, going to various conferences, uh, real estate and other. Uh, to basically put yourself where uh, the people are that you want to learn from and that you want to get uh, on board as investors. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. So again, coming back to the social media uh, and the pl current platforms that you have. So what will be the best platforms for people to connect with you? And if, if they have more in-depth questions, uh, you could go to our website, tridentmultifamily.com. Email us at info at tridentmultifamily.com or you can visit us on Facebook uh, or LinkedIn, uh, the Trident Multifamily Facebook and LinkedIn pages. Here you go, guys, plain and simple. You're going to find all the links down below so you can go and check it out, uh, Mike's company and get in contact with him. Again, as you, as you heard, you know, he has a lot of exciting stuff coming up and maybe, you know, everybody's like, I know so many people that are actually talking about like, man, I, I have this you know, high paying job, I'm, I'm earning whatever, you know, maybe it's not a high paying job to somebody who's earning a million a year, but let's say, you know, somebody has 150K a job a year and he's thinking like, oh my God, you know, like I have so many things going on and, you know, I'm looking to get that passive income because now I'm aware like on social media, all these like real estate and, you know, there's so many people coming up and talking about that passive income. So if you're looking to get some of that, you know, passive income, some of the cash flow, I, I think Mike will be a perfect guy for you to get in contact. And, and so feel free to reach out to him. And again, guys, uh, um, if you enjoyed the video, if you enjoyed the interview, you know, let us know in the comments down below, share it, like it, subscribe it to the channel, and I'm going to see you in the next episode. Thanks guys.